0: But it's good. It's good to have everybody back in. And I tell you what, this message, especially when we was up here jumping around jamming, I'm thinking, man, I really need to take hold of this message. Mm Mm-hmm. Heart check. Man, I tell you what. I did a little research on this thing here, and I'm going to jump right into it, if that's all right with you guys. The title of the message is called Heart Check. And I'm going to kind of balance it out. Not only, look at them babies back there, man. I love it. Hey, guys. I get sidetracked. I love it. you too, Dave. That's good. That's wonderful, man. That's going to be part of the message there, too. That's so cool. But, you know, when we're thinking about this, we're going to kind of hit it from two angles, both sides of the coin. We talk about our physical health, our heart, and then our spiritual heart, the way we communicate with God, all right? So I started looking around. I so said, well, let's jump into this thing from the physical side. And I started looking at some research stuff. And um, as I was looking around on the Internet, I saw that the number one leading cause in, in America is heart disease, you know? And I said, wow. Matter of fact, some of the stats were this said 600,000 people die a year from heart problems of some form. That means like one in every six deaths death is related from a heart disease. And I said, wow, man. You know, and so, so many times we think, you know, in the first of the year, we're going to, man, we're going to stop eating like we used to. We're going to start riding a bike. We're going to do all these things. And I thought about that because I got a mirror at my house and I thought, you know, I probably need to start doing that again because I start out strong sometimes and then, you know, we could take our eyes off the prize sometimes, you know. So I thought, you know, this is a great time not only to check our our physical ability and our hearts and stuff, how we're doing with that, that commitment, because we're three months into it, right, you know, from January. And so how are we doing? Sometimes it's good to kind of pop that chalk line and say, hmm, Maybe I need to regroup or something. But also, I want us to think about, you know, sometimes we make a lot of uh, promises to ourselves about, you know, man, first year I'm going to get back in church. This year I'm going to read the whole Bible. I'm going to do this, that, and other thing. I want to encourage you, if if, if that was one of the things that you did and you might have dropped off a little bit, just get back in the game. It's okay. God's grace is amazing, right? So when we look at this, I thought, man, let's take a look at the physical. You know, I'm up here panting, man. After jam, we used to play for four hours. I did four songs. I'm over here. (laughs) What's up with that, man? I'm gonna blame it on my mother-in-law. I love them cookies and stuff, but I love them. Keep them coming. (laughs) That's what you call denial. (laughs) That's good. Oh man, we have a good time. But I want to take a look at this. You know, like I said, we're three months into it, in the first of the year. And so, let's take a little look at that. And what I did when I was looking around, I said, "Well, let's look." You know, there's a lot of shortcuts. We we want to take the shortcut. We want the pill to make it go away. We want the pill to to fix this. We want to you know give our life to the Lord, and that's great. And we think we know it all, but we don't because we got to keep walking in that. You know, we're secure by what Christ did. Let me let me tell you that. No question about it. We talk that all the time because He is the one that that holds our salvation. But we want to grow in that. So I was looking around. I said, man, I wonder if there's any videos of of anybody that's kind of just thinking. You know, I'll just take this this wonder drug, this pill, and I'll be all right. And this is what I found. So, you guys enjoy this. Tim's gonna pull this up. And, uh, teach uh, <laughs> you think? You don't feel young yet, but you wait. Maybe I'll get this music on. Go. See that? <laughs> <laughs> you don't know, hear them bones right there. this don't oh, it's which <laughs> I feel young, but I <laughs> Very good Well, isn't that what, what happens to us sometimes? I mean, you just got to see it first right here I'm over here going, man, I, I should have brought two bar stools, man <laughs> <laughs> But, you know, I thought, you know, we love to keep it light But, you know, when it comes to the Word of God We want to roll up our sleeves, man, and see what God's got for us Because it's just really amazing and so you, everybody's got their handouts, right? Because we had some awesome folks doing a great job getting this out. Dave and Gloria, thanks for set up today. That's great, man. Appreciate that. Everybody sharing the load and Denise doing some stuff. So everybody's got one of these. If you don't, raise your hand up and we'll make sure uh, Denise or Gloria get one of these to you. Because like we always say, we want to we wanna go through some stuff. This is kind of a teaching and a preaching, you know, kind of mingled together. And that way you can take something with you and you can apply it to your life. I was talking to a buddy of mine the other day that, that attends church with us, and uh, we were hanging out. I said, how how you like this? He said, I like it, dude. I said, well, why do you like it? He said, because, you know, I've been in church, and we read stuff, and it's a list of don't-dos, and then I go out, and I'm like this. He said, but, you know, here we get to take the practical application, and you back it up with God's word, and I can start applying it in my life. Man, that's exciting. That's what it's all about. So we just don't want to use it for information. We want it for transformation, right? So that's a good thing. So if you got your handouts, man, we're going to jump right in this thing, and you guys follow along. Let's take a look at this. Really six questions on our heart check, and this is for our spiritual heart, okay? Do you thirst for God? And do you think about it? Do you thirst for God? Here it goes. The reality is that everyone thirsts for something. You think about that. We're always thirsting for something. You can look all over the world, and some of it, we're created to worship. And you look all over the world, man. Somebody's going to be worshiping a camel, worshiping a tree. But I'm going to tell you what: you're going to hear the truth that we want worship the one true God, right? And it's through that personal relationship with Jesus Christ. That's what we want to tell you: that He satisfies every thirst, every need we have. Okay? But you know, this is a couple of questions as I was putting this together. Do we really do we want His rule in our life? You said, well, what do you mean by that, buddy? Do we want, we, we want to drive, don't we? I mean, we want to drive. We want to bring God in as the navigator when we get off course. But I'm going to tell you, and that's not a bad thing, because you'll get even worse off if you don't. But I'm going to tell you, wouldn't it be nice if we just followed his plan from the beginning? And don't, don't, don't get me wrong, i got a mirror too, man. I always say this for you guys. Sir. I'm preaching to me first. And that's why I spend so much time in the Word and so much time in prayer. Because you know what? A lot of times we've got to do course corrections. We're going to be preaching on that in the next few weeks. And God says, come on back. He doesn't stiff arm you. He's got open arms to bring you back. You know, that's the good news, man. That's the good news that God's love knows no distance to reach over to his children because he is here for us. So do you really want his rule in your life? You can write yes or no or sometimes or only on Sundays, you know, on your your thing there, but I want you to really be honest with yourself and think about that. Now here's a good one. When we start thinking about the first of the year, we think about how we're going to do all these things and get back on top and And just like we talk about the weight loss or lifting more weights or going to school or whatever it is, do you want more of God and less of you in 2011? Three months into it, heart check. How's that stacking up for you? How's that that look? Now here's something else, and and I tell a lot of of folks when I talk to the youth and stuff, they got good dreams, they got great dreams, they got plans, but they don't implement them. Not all of them, but a lot of times. So if you're going to go to here, and that's where you're going to go, you know. What's the plan? Well, guess what? That doesn't mean start the day before and you're going to go. It's a journey. So I want to encourage you to take those steps of faith each day and build yourself up in the Lord. As we thirst for God, he says, hey, I got it for you. I got it for you. I will fill you up. I'm going to read this for you right here. I always like to back it up with Scripture. Check this out here, Matthew 5, 6. This is how Jesus, Jesus is speaking to us in this sitting here, I'm going to read it right off the, right off the uh, sheet. Blessed and fortunate and happy and spiritual prosperous in the state in which the born-again child of God enjoys his favor and salvation are those who hunger and thirst for righteousness, uprightness, and right standing with God, for they shall be completely satisfied. I apologize, it's hard to see. I try to use white, I try to use orange. That was the best we could get. But let's break this down. If we have put our faith and trust in Jesus Christ, we're in right relationship. We're in right relationship. That's the deal. And we're thirsting for something. Unfortunately, we drink from the wrong fountain sometimes. Think about it. Sometimes we want to fill that hole in our soul with relationships, with money, with, uh, you know, maybe it's, it's a position at work. But I'm going to tell you, that's still going to leave you empty because you're always going to be looking for something more. But the Bible tells us that we can thirst for God and we will be filled Completely and satisfied with that So let me tell you today if you're here Point your hearts towards God Drink from the fountain of God's word Because he's here for you And he wants to restore you It's always a message if you look from, from cover to cover That God is reaching out to restore you Man I tell you the message we did a couple of weeks ago About God and the wayward son that run off Keeps ringing in my head And because when we talked about that How did the father respond man He came out He was looking Let me tell you, if you're here today and you think God's uh, distant from you, just open your heart. If you think God's holding up scorecards and want to beat you down, that's not the guy we're talking about of the Bible. He's love, okay? Now, I want to temper that too. Does that mean we get to live any way we want and we just say, you know, we're going to use Jesus as a get out of hell free card? Don't do it. But I'm going to tell you what, he'll take you right where you are. That's the good news. You don't have to clean up. You, You can't clean up. So I want you to hear that right there, that we blessed and fortunate and happy and spiritual, prosperous in the state of being born again. That's the deal. That's the whole package that we get when we come to Jesus Christ. Amen? Let's keep this thing rolling. Everybody got their notes, right? We're doing good. Question number two. Are you governed by God's word, the Bible? Now, you guys know from day one, and I'd like to bring this back up. This thing is eating me alive today, man. I'm going to have to bring that back to McDonald's and get another one. <laughs> goodness gracious that's what i got oh man are you governed by god's word the bible all right you know one of the things we talk about so much here i keep the promise is that we're going to stand on what god's word says we believe that's the inspired word of god that's it non-negotiable that's what it says and then we don't get to pick and choose it's not like a cafeteria plan. Well, well i like that and i like that but i really don't like that it's the whole deal it's the whole deal. So what happens is we need to align our life with the Word of God so that brings forth the fruit of what God's got for us. Amen? Amen, amen. amen. That's good stuff. We'll cut on through here. Check this out. We're all governed by something or, or a set of rules or a set of ideas. Why not let it be God's Word? It's the truth. Now, how does that apply? Consider your daily behavior. How does that look? like what God says it should look like. There's always room for adjustment, right? But you know, you think in the course of a day, man, we go, wow, I'm starting off pretty strong. And then by the time you get in the parking lot at work, somebody cuts you off and you think, man, I'm glad Pastor Buddy ain't here. And then you find out Pastor Buddy's the one that cut you off. <laughs> and I'm going, I'm sorry. And you give them the peace sign and they give half back. <laughs> oh, yeah, you're number one, Pastor Buddy, thank you. Yeah, great. Yeah, yes, indeed. So I'm going to tell you, yes, it's just real life stuff. It's just real life stuff. So consider how your daily life and your daily behavior is. You know, I always say this. I say, start your day with God, spend your day with God, and end your day with God. It's easier to say that than to do that. But if we don't make it a priority in our life, guess what? He'll get leftovers. Aren't you glad that we didn't get God's leftovers? Aren't you glad he didn't just go, man, I'll tell you what, it's sleeping today, I ain't going to the cross. You know? Man, this, this is kind of heavy on my back. I'm not gonna go he gave it all and I'm gonna tell you what that's what he wants from us and you know what sometimes it's just a little out of time I would say most times it's a little out of time because he's working things out man he's still working things out in my life all the time and I tell you what how do I know that because I got an awesome wife that reminds me I got some great ministry partners that say hey you might want to work on that I say pray for me you know (laughs) but we're in this thing together and when we come alongside each other, it's not to pick the scabs off. It's to encourage and love and say, let's keep walking. Let's keep doing this thing, right? It's all about getting where God has for us. He's secured that in his sacrifice of Jesus Christ. But that journey gets a little long sometimes, don't it? Sometimes that journey gets a little lonely. But you know what? It's just the distance from your, from your knees to the floor to call on God. Amen. Now let's take it again, a practical application, right, gang? Here we go. Does God care about how I perform in mm. my job? Absolutely. Because we're, we're a mirror of Christ, right? We should be representing him and regardless of what we do. But sometimes, man, when we leave this place, we go, man, uh, uh. all right. And we're still kind of feeling pumped up spiritually. And then, you know, then Monday comes. Oh, man. And that same guy you work with and that same lady you work with, right? Anyway, are y- y'all catching that? Well, guess what? Maybe the love of Christ is going to flow out of you and start working on them, but God does want us to work like we're working for Him. We want to be a good mirror of Christ in whatever we do. You know, we need to keep on trucking and give Him our best. Here we go. Decision making. How can I make better decisions? You know, man. I tell you what. You talk to a lot of folks, and they go, "Man, how did I get here from there?" You ever, you ever seen that? Like, man. Mm. I always say this: sin doesn't have to come in in a fifty-five gallon drum. Matter of fact, it usually doesn't. It's usually about one decision at a time. And man, the next thing, you are like, man, I cannot believe this. Man, I am just, hey, has anybody seen the way out? And and I like to illustrate stuff like that because you just, how in the world did I get over here? We take our eyes off the Lord. We separate from fellowship. We harden our hearts to the things of God. And the next thing you know, it's just easier to quit. How many knows that it's easier to quit? It's just easier to quit. But I I don't see quitters out here. I see people that are victorious in Jesus out here. That's what I'm talking about. That's what he bought. That's what he he took and laid his righteousness on us to receive. And when we call on that name, man, guess what? We're not walking in our strength anymore. The power of the Spirit of the Lord is is maintaining and pushing us forward and, and, and showing us the way to go. And that's what I want us to know today, that, man, we are not in this thing alone. But how does God govern uh, our life and our decision-making? Each one of those. When you got a big decision, do you, do you pray about it? Or do you do the deal and say, God, can so can you bless that? Man, that would be a sermon by itself. Because what we do a lot of times, we just say, well, I'm going to do this. And we make this decision. Or oh, i pick something. Buy a car, buy a house, do something like an investment. And then we go, oh, Lord, I need you to help me with this. But we never ask Him about it. See, we wanted a Z twenty eight, and God said, you know, the minivan would probably work better. Now let me say something about this. It's not that God wants to keep any good thing away from you, okay? And he don't care if you got a Z28 or a Corvette or whatever. But you know what? If we're going to be governed by God's word, we need to speak to God and we need to go to his word and say, Lord, I need some wisdom on this. What what's the best way to go about this? Is now the time? You know? Is it yes, is it no, or is it wait? Sometimes it's just wait. You know, and that's what we did as we started and we continue to go on with Keep the Promise. We didn't just jump out and say, man, we're going to do this. You know, wow, we've been doing stuff for 13 years. We take baby steps and baby steps. And a lot of of you guys don't know, it started out as a a music ministry. And then God kind of just started grafted into a full-blown evangelistic ministry which we're very much about getting outside the walls, but God's so gracious, he gives us a place to bring folks in and we can train them up and disciple them. So guess what? It's you guys to go out. It's a team thing. It's a God thing, amen? So we want to use the word of God to govern us and, and, and let me say this, not to bind us, but to guide us. That's a, big, that's a big statement. Not to bind you, but to free you. You say, what do you mean? I'm not talking about religion, man. You can't do this. You can't do this. You can't clap. You can't wear this. You can't, whew. Leave me out, man. God took care of all that. You know, the number one thing when I talk to people when they come here, and I know I say this a lot, but I, I, for, the, for the new folks, is the man, y'all just keep it real. That's the deal. 13 years going to places, 45 churches or 50 places a year. all over place. People want something that's real. They want to see something that's working in your life, something that they can cling on to, not something they got to live up to, but something they can walk in, and that's a relationship with Jesus Christ. Amen? They weren't even in the notes. I'm ready now. Come on, got me cranked up. Oh, Lord, I needed it because I'm coming into this one. <laughs> Uh, I'm going to help you all out with this one. Can you see that? Everybody say, I was going to make it real big font. It says, marriage, how should I treat my, my spouse when we disagree? I'm going to help you with that. Yes, dear. Yes, dear. It's a good deal. See, Mike missed a good one today. Take the hand out home and say, "Buddy, <laughs> How should we treat, how, how should I treat my, my spouse when we disagree? And, you know, if we look at it, how does Christ treat us? It says what he has to say. He points us to, to, to the truth, and, and, he, and he nurtures us. Something somebody, a friend of mine tells me a lot of time when we're talking, he said, you need to pick your battles. Now, I have learned that being married for a long time. Too much gravy on a mashed potato is not a battle. You know, I'll do that. That's good. <laughs> I'm good. i just got to sling that out there. Yeah, that's good, but everything's good, you know? But there's things when, when you talk about stuff that you need to be on the same sheet. I always think about this if I counsel anybody before they get married. I always want to talk to them, and it, oh, they're just the eyes are flicking, and you know he's over here like, yeah, baby, everything's cool, and she's going, yes, yes. And I'm thinking that will change. That will change, man. Gravity is tough. You know what I mean? I'm serious. And so they go, yeah, oh yeah. I said, uh, well, well, did you guys ever think about who's going to do the checkbook? It doesn't matter. He will. He will. <laughs> I'm going to tell you that real fast. Ain't that right, Dad? <laughs> it is, that, Yeah, what you said. What Mama said. <laughs> oh, man. You think about that. You say, well, how are we going to raise our kids? Hmm. Is it, are we going to be on the same sheet? Or Dad does this and Mom does that? It's a team thing. But ultimately, if we're governed by God's Word, God's first, and we walk, it's kind of like a triangle. I draw this out every time I talk to folks. And as we both have a personal relationship with Jesus Christ, but we'll call her on His Son, calling we'll call on the Son, God, Jesus Christ. We keep our eyes on God, and we go to the top of that triangle, and look what happens. We get closer as we focus on God. That's what we want. That's the plan. So when, when we're in a relationship, is it God-centered? You know? My mother-in-law has told me ever since I come on board, she says, I pray for my grandchildren's spouses every day. So I told him, you, you guys got it made, man. You can't mess up. Grandmama's praying. She's got the line. <laughs> and you know what? We all got the line if you've got a relationship with Jesus Christ. Now, have you ever noticed that? Something going on at work? And everybody, they cussed you all week. And then something happens. They say, hey, man, can you, can you pray for my dad? Can you pray for my brother? Can you pray for this? And what do we do? We say, no, man, forget you. No, we say, Sure. But sometimes we want to say that, don't we? Well, I thought you were, we want to make that scene. I thought you didn't want that. No. You know what? That's not a mark of a Christian. It's like, hey, you know what, man? I'd be glad to. But let me tell you something. God loves you just like he loves me. It's no different. Everything's level at the cross, man. Everything's level at the cross. So i would be glad to stand in agreement with you. And let's pray about this. But I want you to know you're just as special as anybody in this whole world a matter of fact, if you were the only one, he'd have sent Jesus for you. And guess what happens? You start pulling the bricks off their back. They start understanding, me, yeah, you, yeah, you, yeah, you, yeah, me. Because if I look at my life, I'm going, whoa, wow, God said, yeah, I've seen that, and I'm going to see what's going on down here, and I see what's going on down here, and I still take you because I love you that much. So why wouldn't I want to go by his handbook? Man, now this last night after I was going through this stuff, I said, oh, man. I couldn't stand it. I was in the kitchen. I was back and forth. I was printing stuff. And I was back and forth. And Tom said, you got your sermon upstairs? I said, yeah, I threw that one away. I'm working on something else. I get excited, man, seeing what God's showing me. Now, check this out here. You know, I'm a stat guy. I like to see what's going on and looking at things like this. Parenting, how can I become a better parent? Now, this week at Bible study, 7 o'clock at the library, North, further down. Last week when we were there, we were talking about how can we impact our children's lives? Because they're watching, right? Everybody's watching. And your children, listen to this real close now. Your children are watching how you respond. Is God a priority in your life? They, they'll know. I used to ask them when my boys were little, man, this, this is a tough question. And I'm going to challenge you guys to, to, to ask this. I heard somebody preach one day and say, you want to know what your kids think? Ask them what's the most important thing in your life. Ooh, you might be surprised what they say. I can't remember if it was Thomas or Jesse. I've asked them both. We're driving down the road. I said, hey, hey. I said, what do you think the most important thing is to me? I think it was Jesse at this time. He said, me and Thomas? I said, yeah. He said, of course, God, Dad. I said, yeah. That's good. If you ask that question, and I'm not putting myself up here, and and I could have got a different answer on different days, but I pray that that would be the answer. That's what I'm trying. That's what my goal is, okay? Um... But you think about that. You get with your kids. Say, what do you think? My my number one priority is, and if it's not God, then we need to make a course correction. Okay. Don't get down on yourself. You know it's easy. It's easy. Just say, hmm. I appreciate that. You know what? Because stuff like that will make you strong. Totally not on the notes. I remember one time when I first start playing guitar. Man, start playing guitar. Man, I ooh, man I had three chords. Down, baby. Go on, go on. And uh, I did this little tape. Right, and I took it to school. And they go, man, this stinks. <laughs> i like, what do you mean? I mean, I'll tell you what. I thought I was going to be the net Ted Nugent, man. You know? I even had the drawers like he had already. And uh, a lot of y'all don't know that. <laughs> I don't know what, know what that is, but that's okay. But then I, I was looking at that, and I was like, hey, man, wow, that, that hurt. But you know what it did? It pushed me to go a little further and still learning stuff. I still take lessons from Alan. And we keep going at it. but guess what? By the time I was in junior high school, oh, Lord, child, it was my turn then. Um, my shop teacher got a guitar, and he brought it in. Together. I said, man, that's pretty cool. He goes, oh, yeah, well, stand back. It's My new guitar, I said, oh, that's cool. He got on a bang, bang, I said, that's cool. And then my buddy said, you to get Buddy to play it. I said, no, I'm good. He said, oh, no, 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 he, he brought his amp out. What you got? Woo, man, i put it behind my head back there again. He said, Hey, son, what time you come to school in the morning? I said, uh, I don't know. He said, uh, You know what? You mind teaching me? I was teaching guitar lesson to my shop teacher, man, in seventh grade. About the only time I got an A in shop. But I'm going to tell you what, I mean, I make a table, man. That <laughs> thing's looking like this. Make speaker boxes and stuff. Everybody else fit it. In. He said, That's all right, we can fix it later. What was that chord again? That's a good thing. But you know, I tell you what. And when we look at stuff like that, sometimes as parents, we don't always get the feedback that we want from our children and stuff like that. Just keep loving them. And don't beat yourself up. Just regroup and just keep going. I know y'all are irritating me, messing with this thing, me too. Sorry. This is what I put together last night. I'm going to just jump off track just for a second. I'm going to show you the importance of of letting God govern uh, your family and your life. Parenting. Check this out. Ages at which Americans say they accepted Christ and became a Christian. Check this out. This, this is this is I looked at a, several websites. I'm going to tell you where I found some of the stuff too. One of these is the Barna Group, a research group does a lot of stuff with Christian uh, statistics and in the International Bible Society as well. Check this out. Is this important in your life? Is what number one in your life important? Because your kids are watching. Take a look at this. Now it says ages zero to four. They, you know, they're just trying to see what's going on. But there are maybe 1%. They might understand that. What's going on when you explain about God and what, what Christ has done. Then we go on. Check the big piece of the pie out. 4 to 14. 85% of people that have a personal relationship with Jesus Christ come to that saving knowledge based on this study. 85% of folks come to Christ between the age of four and fourteen. Isn't that amazing? I'll just tell you about my house. Thomas was five, Jesse was, was six. I was 30, okay? Not that I didn't know about God, I didn't understand it. I just thought he was out there waiting for me to mess up. I didn't understand it. Let me tell you, if you look at this, and in, in your age group is not on there in his past, don't worry about it, today's a new day. You could jump right in now, okay? And so I just thought that was kind of interesting, and you say, why is that? When we talk about parenting, you know what? Are we bringing our kids? Are we praying with our kids? Are they seeing in our life that this is a priority? i tell you what. Matter of fact, they even say in one of the studies, they call it the, the 414 uh, window. 414 window. Because they said when they interviewed hundreds of uh, missionaries, they felt the call of God on their life between ages 4 and 14. So when your kids are asking questions, it may be that God's pulling on their heart. Just a side note to encourage your moms and dads. Also, if you say, man, I missed the mark on that, it's okay. You know what? Say you got grandchildren or whatever else like that. Or your kids are in their 20s, 30s, whatever. Just start living it and loving God now and loving them. God can do a work at any stage of the game. Amen? Amen. Good deal. What does God's Word say? We love to back it up with God's Word. How are we looking on time? We got a rope. Check this out. Psalm 119, 47, 48. says, I delight in your commands because I love them. I lift up my hands to your commands, which I love, and meditate on your decrees. Is that something that we're feeding on, the Word of God, man? Is that what's going on? How do we how do we deal with things? You know what? If we're governed by the Word, we're going to know the Word. How are we going to know the Word? By spending time in God's Word. Moving right along. Question number three, you got it on your sheet. Are you loving towards others, especially those who are difficult? We kind of hit that a little bit. Earlier, like the folks you'll work with, that's usually the first thing that pops in your mind. But here's another thing. It may be family. Sometimes family's hard to love, man. I'm sure my family wouldn't say that. Tink. Did you hear that little, little ping go boop? Oh, yeah, they probably would. Let's take a look at some of God's word here. John thirteen thirty five says it this way. By this, all men will know that you are my disciples if you love one another. How's our, how's, we got to take that, that heart check. How's our dipstick on love, man? See, a lot of times it's on judging. Man, that person doesn't look right. This person should not do this and all these other things. But God says, hey, they'll know you, that you that, that, that my fingerprints are on you because you're loving people. Next one here. Man, this is, this is heavy duty. I tell you, love your enemies and pray for those who persecute you. That you may be sons of your Father in heaven. I got to get some water on this one. I gotta get of Y'all, y'all look at that one more time. Take some notes, cause I got a real life story on this. I almost forgot about it. Mm. When Jesse does uh, upward uh, football, they get a it's a church league football thing. They give you a uh, scripture each week to memorize, and then I would do the devotion. All right, cool, I love it, right? And this was one of the ones that we had to learn one week, and this has been a couple of years ago. And it happened to be when I had a meeting with another evangelist over in Norfolk. And I go over to Norfolk and uh, meet with this guy. And it starts raining. It's terrible and everything else. And I'm trying to come back. And I'm talking to another friend of mine that lives in Norfolk. He said, well, how did it go? I said, well, we got a lot of good stuff. You gave me some input and stuff. I said, man, can you look online like trafficland.com? What is the best way? This is all messed up. He said, got it. He said, well, go down this way, go down this way, go down this way. I said, great. I'm right here with 900 million other people and a cop. Oh, I don't think it's updated lately. <laughs> so anyway, I go, and I'm going about, and man, it is raining. And I just have tough time in traffic, I guess. I don't know. I meet a lot of police officers that way. I really do. I really do, man. I do. I've given out more CDs. <laughs> some like it, some go, that's nice, just sign right here. No problem. So here I am, and we're inching along, and here's, man, the light's going. And I feel bad for this cop. It's raining, man. It's raining like sideways. And so they move up, and guess what happens? The story of my life, right, Jason? I block the intersection. Not good. This guy's coming unglued. Hey, you! And I'm talking to my buddy. He said, you all right? What's going on? He said, man, they're trying to get your car." I said, no, it's a police officer. And this guy, boom, boom, boom. And I'm going, I can't move. I'm going, Lord, the guy is out of control. He's wet and he's got a gun and he's beating on my window. And they're not going to believe me. You know what I'm saying? Finally, praise the Lord. It's like the, the opening of the sea. I got where I got by. I'm all up on a curb. I'm good. I'm good. right? And my buddy's going, what happened? I said, of course, you know what I said. That's one of your police officers. I did. I said, this would never happen in Bacosum. I did. I was hot, man. I was scared. Oh man! I get to so the guy, got me in there, and I get out. You know, I get home. Get, now my buddy's man. He said, "I can't believe that. I just can't believe." It. I said, "Man, everything's cool. I just want to go home. I just want to go home." I get home. Well, that ain't good enough for my buddy, right? They ain't gonna do his friend like that. I pay their, you know, their, I pay the taxes. I pay their, you know, payroll and all this. I'm thinking, stop helping. So he calls me back. He said, "You made it home?" I said, "Yeah." He said, "The more I thought about it, the worse I got mad." I said, "I'm gonna tell you what." He said, I called his captain. I said, what? <laughs> and I told him who you were and where you were. I was going, no, don't do that. I didn't get a ticket this time. I don't want no more tickets. And he says, he's going to be calling you. I said, like, no. Please, <laughs> He's calling you. Give him my cell number. I can't hide it. Go, Thanks, buddy. I appreciate it. So the guy gets on the phone, man. And he goes, and he starts a oh, Mr. Chapman? Uh-huh. This is Captain Such a, I mean, he, had, yeah, the whole thing. I was like, yes, sir. You know, I'm standing there, and then he's going, "Who is that? I only got to get a ticket after the scene." You know, I'm going, "Oh man, can't believe it. I'm going up. I'm going up the stairs, my little prayer tower going on, you know." So I'm up there, and the guy starts, and he's rolling down, rolling through it, and he says, I "Understand, you had a little trouble. Uh, what's going on?" I said, "Yeah, man. I said I was over on such and such street," and I said. I said, the guy was probably just having a bad day and everything like that. And I said, uh, you know, I just started sharing a little bit, but I found out something. It wasn't about me blocking the intersection, and it wasn't so much about that. It was an opportunity for me to share Jesus with the captain. Mm-hmm. So I said, well, you know what? Because he said, I said, he said, well, sir, can I ask you why you were over here? I said, yeah, I'm a preacher. I was over there, and I could just see the guy going, oh, God. I cannot, out of anybody he comes to. Why he got you out to preach, man. You know what I mean? <laughs> and so, so I got to say, yeah, yeah. How about that? You know? How you like me now? So I'm over there, and he's telling me all this. And now he's like, well, yes, sir. Well, I'm sorry, but I think I'm going to bring him in there and talk to him and things. like so I say, hey, man, you know what? You guy's probably been out there all day. It was kind of crazy. I said, uh, I said, man, just just tell him everything's cool. He said, what? You don't want to do anything or nothing? I said, no, I'm, I'm fine. I don't need to follow up. I was like, I would not even going to call you anyway. Yeah. You know? But check that out. I said, you know what, man? I said, why don't we just pray about that? He said, what? I said, yeah, why don't we just pray about that? I said, man, you know what? And then now the Lord's really moving. He's really moving. We're going to overtime today. Y'all just go ahead and love me through it. So check this out. I said, yeah, why don't we just pray about that? He goes, well, my wife goes to church. And so does my mother-in-law. i <laughs> okay, That's great. How about, you know, and, and this guy said, what's your name? He said, Michael <laughs> he went from Captain Joe Motor, Michael. See, so God start working on him. And you know what? I got to pray for that guy. Pray for, for the. I said, you know what, man? I, I really appreciate what you guys do. I said, especially in your line of work, man. I said, you never really know if you're coming home, do you? He goes, no, I don't. My wife talks about that a lot. And you know what happened then, didn't you? I had him on the ropes. I said, because you know what? You can know where you're going. He said, really? He said, my wife said something about that. I said, you better listen to that woman. So anyway, I got to pray with the guy. Everything smoothed out. And, man, pointing them to the website and stuff, God moved in that situation. You think, how in the world can God work that out? I could have just said, I ain't answering You know, check it out. Love your enemies and pray for those who persecute you. Just a little side note. Real-life application, man. I guarantee you that you'll see something this week where you could take the the high road or the low road. And I pray you jump right in the middle and share Jesus Christ with them. All right? I'm going to pick it up, guys. Number four, do you have a growing concern for the needs of others? Now look at this. No other religion is known for its compassion for others as much as Christianity. And you know I don't like saying religion. But when I say religion, I'm talking about you've got a lot of different beliefs. But we talk about relationship and a love of God. Look at that. Compassion, man. They should know you by your love, by your compassion. You know? You should love people. Take a look at this. Jesus Christ himself modeled and taught compassion for the needs of others. You think about that. we got a role model that's following in the footsteps of Jesus. So the question is, do we have a growing concern for the needs of others? And I want to hit you with this. A lot of times we'll say, yeah, I sure do, and we'll throw money at it, and I won't touch it. It does take money to do things. But you know what? It might just be you saying, hey, man, how about we pray about it? This week, I was talking to the IC on the phone. I called him. I said, hey, babe, you can't go to plead. Went to go get some gas, right? I like to tell you all these stories because it's every day, man. It's every day. God will use you right where you're at. I went to go get some gas. I wasn't going to go to Zooms in town because surely it's more than what it is on 17. So I go up and I go, I cannot believe that. That's more up here. You know? So I go to the next one and it's even more. I said, now I'm just going to stop before it's like four bucks. You know what I mean? (laughs) So I pull in and usually I'm going to pay at the pump, get in and out. And I happen to have a couple of bucks on there. I said, I'm just going to run in and I come up to the door. There's two young guys that work here. And they're arguing. I just want to buy my gas and go home. And they're arguing. The guy said, every time I deal with you, man, you just upset, ruin my day. He said, well, you know, I was just telling you something. He said, man, why don't you just stop talking to me? And the guy said, well, I could do that. He said, yeah. He said, why don't you do that right now? I said, I just want to buy my gas. (laughs) So you know what? Since they weren't talking, I said, hey, man. Y'all know this, right? I said, hey. jump right in. I said, since y'all ain't talking, how about I tell you a story, Right? And y'all know I got to rip that dollar. I'll share that with y'all sometime. So I start sharing the gospel message with these guys, right? And the other guy I spoke to the He said, hold on, I got a customer. He runs back in there. He said, hold up. Are you a preacher? I said, yeah. He said, I thought so. Go ahead. And he's laying on it just like that. He's like this. And, and, and one guy was kind of in tune. The other guy, he was just waiting for me to say something to mess him up. you know? He goes, yeah, I heard that. Yeah, what about? Well, go ahead. You know, he was just ready, man. He was ready to jump on me. So I'm just loving him in the Lord. And I go through the whole thing and tell them about how much God loves them and everything else. And I said, dude, what would keep you from grabbing hold of what God's done for you? And that hat's all on side. Was he said, Nothing. I said, well, let's do it. He said, do what? I said, we ought to pray right now, man. He says, yes, sir. Boom, under the big light, blocking the door. We're praying. The guy gives his life to the Lord. Give the Lord a hand clap. Isn't that cool? And people are trying to get by, right? And they're going, and and I'm I'm praying. I'm looking like this, and they're going. They got to keep their neck down. They're getting ready to get that baby Ruth bar. They're like, what are you talking about, there? God's working all the time, man. I'm telling you. So compassion. So I could have said, I mean, you know what? You know, look, scoot away. Take us a time being aware of the prompting of the Holy Spirit in your life. A couple more, guys. Do you grieve over your sin? Paul writes it like this. Your sorrow led you to repentance. For you became sorrowful as God intended. Godly sorrow brings repentance that leads to salvation. Repent means to agree with God that we got sin in our life and then turn from that and run to the Father. Just turn from it. Doesn't mean try to try to fix it, do more things. It means say, uh, you're right. I need you. And help me to walk away from that and walk with you. That's what that means. Do we grieve over that? Let me tell you a couple of things about that. One, it should, it should affect us when we, when we miss the mark. Two, you know what we do then? We turn from it and run to God and receive his forgiveness. If you don't hear anything else, receive his forgiveness. Receive his forgiveness. Receive his forgiveness because it's there for you. That's why we do what we do. It's not to to jump on you and say, man, you got this wrong, this wrong, this wrong, this wrong. I already know that. I need to know how to get it fixed. He said, run to Jesus. I'm like, heading for the cross, man. God's good. I'm going to wrap it up here. Do you ever yearn for heaven? Now, man, do you think about that? You look in the Bible you think, man, streets of gold, no Vepco bill. You know, in the presence of God, you're going to see people that you haven't seen in years. And here's something else. You might be surprised some of the people you do see. You go, I didn't know you believed. You know? And you might get there and say, well, where's such and such? You know? But ultimately, we're going to be in the presence of God. And you know what? We're going to strip off the old and put on the new. The Bible says it this way right here. 1 Corinthians 2.9. I love this. No eye has seen, no ear has heard. No mind can conceive what God has prepared for those who love him. So as we do a little bit of a wrap up here, guys, I want to ask you guys. You guys got your, your sheet and stuff. Man, we, we talked about a lot of stuff covered with a lot of ground today. But I'm going to tell you, I believe each slide had something for somebody in there today. Amen? So we look back at that. We talked about our physical health and how important it is to be in good shape, okay? You know why? Because that way we can serve God. We can enjoy our family. We can finish well, okay? But even more, and think about this now how much energy do we put in to being in shape? I mean, you put five hours on a treadmill and running up and down, everything. You only do that for about a week, though, uh, if you hit my house. And then it becomes an amazing coat rack. Look at this. Wow, that one holds four. It's cool. But you know what? Sometimes we need to just go back to the basics and say, you know what? Here I am. I want to restart. I'm going to jump into your arms, Lord. Turn from our sin and run to the Savior because it's freedom. You know what? I talked to people this week. I love talking to people. And and you know, it's amazing how God will just work in your life through, folks, it just works through anybody that's willing, man. Anybody's willing. I want to tell you, don't try to clean up. Don't try to figure it all out. Just run to the Lord and be open to what he's got for you, and you will be amazed. How he uses you. And it just it just does my heart great, great joy when I hear some other folks in the congregation how God's moving their life. I said, tell me some more. Tell me some more. Because we want to see that. And my prayer is, when, when people come into and as we continue to grow, they can't go anywhere without hearing about keep the promise and say, oh, this is from Jesus, folks. They have compassion. They love you right where you're at. They make you feel welcome. That's right. Because that's what God said to do. And that's what he does for us. And that's what he wants us to do with them. So today I'll tell you man let's just point our hearts to the Lord and I'm going to get Miss Tidy to come up here and we're going to play a little music but I want to go over a few of these points we talked about do you thirst for God? Amen? Are we really seeking after the Lord of God? Alright? Through his word and through that relationship Is that the Bible what we base everything on? Are we really lining our lives up with God's word? Because that's the best path right? We know that but so many times we want to do something different are we loving towards others? Do we have a concern for others' needs? And how do we feel about our sin? When we run face-to-face with our sin, do we lay it at the foot of the cross and then turn and run to the forgiveness of God? Because that's the plan. It's not to pick it back up. It's not to get the microscope out. It's not, well, I can't live up to it. You're not going to live up to it. That's why you leave it there and you cling to Jesus, man. That's the deal. That's the freedom. That's the gift, right? Can't earn it. Can't buy it. Can't live up to it. You just got to receive it, man. So if you're here today and you've never received that by saying, Lord, come are coming to my life. Today, it just made sense. Today's my day. I want you to just walk this out with me. Today's your day. So I want to ask everybody while she's playing, I'll just uh, take a few seconds here and just ask you to close your eyes and bow your head and open your hearts. I pray, Lord, that you make this so much more than what I've ever Lord, that you touch the hearts of the folks here. And I am so grateful to have the privilege to share what you're showing us. And Lord, I just pray there's one here today that's never made you Lord and Savior. That today is their day and their prayers like this. Lord, what well, I said made sense today. Today is my day. I need you coming to my life. If that's you today, with everybody's head bowed and their eyes closed, I want to just ask you to look up here so I can pray for you. Because you know what? Today is your day. And it's this simple. That's your prayer. I want you to just pray this right where you're at. Matter of fact, we're going to do this a little different. We're all going to pray this. Is that all right? Dear Lord, come into my life. Today, Lord, I trust you as my Savior. I believe you're the Son of God. And you are my sacrifice. And Lord, you rose and you conquered death. And today, Lord. You are mine, and I am yours. In Jesus' name, amen. Let me tell you, God's going to work here today. Um, Ms. time's going to play a little bit. And I just want you to think about those six things. As we do that heart check, how do we, how do we work with that? How With those six questions, what do we need to do to the Josh, right? So tell you what. She's going to play a little bit. And I want you to just kind of think about that. And let God work in your heart the way God needs to work in each individual heart. Amen? Hungry, I come to you for I know you said. Everybody should have got a, a connect card. I think we got one up here somewhere I was going to share with you. Well, it's a connect card. And um just and so you know today was my day. And you know what? We can pray for you about that. We want to make sure that we just come alongside you, encouraging you. Maybe there's a prayer request that you have or something. And that you can just put that in the box over there. And if like Tanya says, we don't pass the hat here. Um if you feel led to donate what's going on, we put it back in here to further the kingdom, and God is growing us, and it takes. This is the truth It takes it Because we said You know a couple of months ago so We're in this for the long haul We want to do this full time This is what we want to do that is no nothing about it This is the plan The plan is God's making making the way And we're stepping in it by faith And it takes each one of us Coming alongside Okay So today If that's your day We just want to rejoice with you Tell somebody Say you know what Today was my day I asked Jesus in my life I always like to tell you This If there's something else going on You know what He'll start over right now Right here because he is compassion. He is love. He is for you, God's masterpiece. And there ain't nobody like you, amen? Uh-huh. So I'm going to get the crew to come back up here, and do a little more jamming, because we got to send you off with some rocking songs to get you through the week, all right? Everybody have a good time, jump up and praise the Lord, all right? Good deal. Love it, I love it, I love it. Actually, I'm going to count this as part of my workout. I'm not not, not even gonna say anything. I was getting a little out of breath myself. That's good. (laughs) I have to be honest. Yeah. You know, that first song was cool. I want to do that again. Is that all right? I like when we get Sing to loud loud. Guys, loud, 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 Here we go. Everybody happy out there? Amen. Is everybody good to go? Hey, look. Praise pra- the a Lord of hand clap, man. It's good stuff. Don't forget, next week is the, is the barbecue That's right. thing. She's got the sign-up sheet over there. Bring a friend. We got a lot of, a lot of barbecue, food, all lot of right? Food. And y'all will help me that I won't have to do so many sit-ups afterwards, all right? But <laughs> well, let's go ahead and praise them, all right? Here we go.